Hello, mamas, and welcome back to another episode of the Working Mama podcast. I hope you're having a good day wherever in the world you may be listening to this episode. So today we're going to be talking about 10 steps to help you transition from parental leave to payday. And the person you were at work pre-baby is a little or possibly a lot different to the current version of you. The you that's returning to work has an additional role title along with the amazing perk of unconditional love, but also with this comes a seemingly endless list of new role responsibilities. As you consider your return to work, you might find that you have this new way of thinking. Babies impact our lives in so many ways beyond what we ever may have expected. No doubt you've been looking after this little human who is entirely dependent on you for the last maybe three, six, 12, two years. Um, it's, it's no doubt been quite a journey. But just as parental leave was a huge adjustment as what I spoke about a couple of weeks ago, returning to work is also another big adjustment in this parenting journey. And also with this comes a whole new range of challenges, opportunities, emotions. So I believe as well that it helps to be as mentally prepared about this transition as possible. Everyone can tell you you need to do X, Y, Z physically, uh, but I think also preparing your mind about how this transition will go will support you uh, to make it a little bit smoother, hopefully, uh, because it is a big transition. You are about to leave potentially your baby with uh, someone that wants to love and care for this child. It may be a grandparent, it may be childcare, maybe a nanny. There's a whole range of different options, but it will mean that for a period of time, you will be away from your child, which will enable you to work. Um, there are options of, you know, stay at home mums that are still doing work. And I will be talking with a number of those women in the next couple of weeks. But if you are going to be going back to an organization, this will mean you will have a period of time. Um, and it's, it is a period of adjustment. It is handing over the reins of what your child does, how they sleep, eat their moods to someone else. And it is a big responsibility for that person, but it's also for you about letting go. So that's what we're going to talk to you today about is 10 steps to help you prepare for your upcoming return to work. So you feel confident and ready to manage the juggle of career and family. And I will say this is 10 steps. It's not 10 tips. There are tips all throughout this, but I'm really trying to take you through a bit of a journey to help you prepare for this. Now, before getting started, if you have the opportunity, grab a pen and paper as I've got lots of little gems and lots of questions that I'm going to ask you pretty much to reflect on throughout this episode. So at different times, feel free to pause the episode and just write down maybe some of those responses and what you are thinking and feeling in that particular time. I would also suggest if you can find a quiet space free from interruptions uh, so that you can also focus on you. So maybe it's when Bub's having a quick nap or maybe during their lunch sleep, uh, like I'm recording this episode now while my son's down for his, his lunch nap. So I'd also like to say that this episode is brought to you by my free ebook. 
the 10 steps to help you transition from parental leave to payday. This is available on this is available in the show notes or on the Working Mama website. Also, news flash, I will also be launching a mini course later this year about returning to work that will support you through this process in much greater detail. So jump on the website and sign up to the waitlist. Link will also be in the show notes. But before we also get into it, I just want to say that everyone has a different journey and experience of returning to work, just like parenthood. I know it is not always a smooth transition. And I know this from firsthand experience of when I returned to work after my first child. But hopefully this podcast gives you some tips and advice and strategies in helping you prepare mentally, emotionally, physically, and also the communication with your employer to make it as smooth as possible. Okay, let's get into the episode. So I'd like to start off with step one, reflection. Parental leave is possibly the longest period you have had away from your job and career ever. Initially, as we know, there's an adjustment period as you make the transition from employee to mum. And the role of raising a little human sees you having feelings that now exist in an entirely different world to the one that you left behind. A world that can be a lot less scheduled and definitely more highly unpredictable. And whilst you've been beyond busy during your parental leave, it may not have even given work a second thought. As you get closer to returning to work, it's a great opportunity to reflect on your career break and see if or how your perspectives have also changed. So I'd also now like you to, this is the first lot of questions, think about these questions that I'm about to put out to you. And actually, while you've been on parental leave, reflect on what you, you know, how the experience has been for you. And I've got here five questions. Number one, what have been your highlights? What have you really enjoyed while you've been on maternity leave? But also then conversely, number two, what have been the biggest challenges? And we all know that there are highs and lows, particularly in those first, you know, six, 12 months of raising a child. What has surprised you the most? And number four, what have you enjoyed doing the most? And number five, what have you enjoyed doing the least? I know from a personal experience that I really enjoyed uh, the Wednesday morning mums and bub sessions, particularly in the first six months where my son wasn't on the move. And I love going there. My mum and I would go to the movies every Wednesday morning, no matter what the movie was, it was just also to get out of the house. Um, And also I'd say my, what really surprised me on maternity leave was the amazing friendships that I formed with my mother's group. Uh, that I've still got a number of those um, still today. And it's just been amazing. It really surprised me. Um, They've definitely, for me personally, there was definitely some challenges around sleep. But also my husband and I, we took a trip to go see my brother-in-law and my sister-in-law in the US when my son was three and a half, four months old, which was definitely a highlight of my maternity leave. So it's a lot of those things of, look, what did you enjoy doing? But also acknowledging that there were challenges. Uh, and, but also really leaning into how you're feeling and what you enjoyed. Step two, consider your priorities. And becoming a mum naturally changes your outlook. From the moment your baby is born, they become the centre of your universe and you become theirs. 
And if you had any preconceived ideas before Bub arrived, these may well have changed since this parenting gig became real. This is completely normal and you are not alone in feeling this. I've heard some stories of people saying they would return to work within three months of Bub's arrival, but then when Bub arrives, their whole world is turned upside down. They've got this amazing love. And you know what? They end up taking a lot longer off maternity leave than what they originally expected. They're like, no, actually, I actually don't want to go back to work just yet and not so quickly. It's because also their priorities and their thinking have actually changed. And generally the people in my experience that I've seen, the ones that say they're going to go back after three months are typically the ones that take even longer. It's because, as I said, their priorities and their outlook has really changed. There's also a number of mums that have shared their story that I share every Sunday night on how they also wanted a different career after they've had children so they can be more present and visible and around for them, particularly when they get to school. And this is something they hadn't even considered prior. And these are only just a couple of examples. And I'm sure you know a lot more about how priorities have changed as soon as kids have come into the equation and also how this has changed your outlook and priorities relating to careers. It is also helpful to get an understanding about how your outlook and priorities have shifted and for you also to acknowledge this as well. It would help you get clarity on why you make certain choices as you consider your return to work, both personally and professionally, and give a weighting to what you think is important. A few episodes, I talked about work-life balance. And with this, I gave the example that you have 12 balls, four buckets. The four buckets are labelled work, family, self-care and life. And I then give you the, the challenge or the task about where you would put the 12 balls into what bucket based on where your priorities are. So for example, you may have actually, and I'd say this during pre and post um, children, because they may have had before kids, there may have been more balls in maybe the, the work and life uh, bucket, where now there's more balls maybe in the family and self-care buckets because your priorities have changed. And that's only normal. It's very normal that your, your priorities do change and they're never set in stone. Things come and go and then you're constantly reevaluating what your priorities are. And that's just like in going back to work. It's also good to get an understanding about what your focus areas are, what your priorities are. You may go, look, if it's your first child, I don't mind if I only go back a couple of days a week to work because I'm just having this a couple of years while the kids are young. I want to be there and present until they go back off to school. And that's fine. And you also then... By knowing that and understanding what your priorities are maybe for that set period of time will also help you be confident and really assured in what decisions you are making. Um, and ideally as well that you're making those kind of decisions with your partner so you're on the same page as well. But some questions to really think about your priorities are, number one, with your career in mind, describe how your priorities may have changed since becoming a mum and are they different from what you expected and acknowledge this write it down you may have also been journaling that may have also already covered this but really describing how you changed and acknowledging that as I keep saying 
Number two, has your outlook changed in relation to your professional and also personal life? And if so, how? And do you still have the same goals as what you do maybe five years ago, say when you, if you were doing career planning, or have they changed? And if so, how have they changed? If your goals have changed, as I said, what are these new goals? Is it something that you want to maybe have, say, you know, that you spend more time with the family or um, goals are for the next five years, maybe you want to start a side hustle or, <laughs> you know, that was certainly one of mine. So it's one of those things like how are your priorities changed? And also number, what are we up to? Number four, what are the things that you value most in your professional life? What is it you really enjoy doing? Uh, what do you value? And this is going to be different for everyone. But also then on conversely with that, what are the things that you ask yourself the question, what are the things that you value most in your prof- uh, personal life? And this also then helps give weight to those priorities. And then when you think about it for number six, what are your top five priorities? And this can be a mix between work, life, family, self-care. But what are those things that you would say are non-negotiables, your top five priorities? So you can then really use this as the benchmark of helping make decisions about your return to work and how you want this to look um, and also what work-life balance you want going forward. Now, number three, consider your feelings. Going back to work is a big step and it's also a really big change for you, your child or children and your partner. It's completely normal to experience a range of emotions ranging from excitement to guilt and everything in between. I know personally I was ready after about nine months to go back to work for the mental stimulation and I knew that I was a much better mum by working. But I won't lie that the first day I dropped my son off at childcare and I drove to work, I did question if we were doing the right thing and I needed to ring my husband for reassurance and say, are we doing the right thing? And you know, Is this what we needs to happen? Because the transition was a little bit challenging with my son. So you just, no doubt, and you, know, you just do question yourself and it can be challenging. Uh, and those emotions as well are entirely normal. I think every mum or every parent goes through it. And I think definitely as well, becoming a mum, you no doubt have experienced emotions that you have never felt before. And again, you're not alone with this. Much as what you go through as a mum and those emotions and experiences, don't think that you're on your own. No doubt you've got friends, family, anyone has probably gone through all the emotions that what you've done through, gone through at some point. So there's always someone that you can lean on because they will have experienced the same. Again, uh, these are more questions that are coming up and I'm getting you to reflect on, uh, take some moment to consider your feelings and write them down. Really then also helps you understand the emotions that you're going through and what strategies you need to put in place to help manage these emotions. So use these statements to help you describe about how you feel about returning to work. Number one, I am most looking forward to Number two, I am most worried about. Number three, the reason or reasons I am worried are. Number four, while I've been on parental leave, I haven't missed. And number five, looking at what worrying is worrying you, take a moment to think about some possible solutions to calm your nerves or ease your anxiety. 
For example, if work hours are a worry, can you negotiate flexible work with your employer or have a shared drop-off pick-up arrangement with your partner or person in your support network? Now, step five, big sky thinking. Yes, mama, it's time to dream and you deserve to still have dreams and goals. Remove any mental barriers and write down in a few um, in a minute or so, whatever comes to mind, because you are still able to have goals and dreams because we all need something to work towards. I know this sometimes can be materialistic about buying a home, upgrading a home, taking a holiday, taking kids to Disney World, buying that new car, have been uh, exercise and all the different things that are there. But it's really important that we still have goals and dreams to know that we've got those purpose, that we're working towards these. And it may not be able to achieve it maybe in six months, but it might be something just we're chipping away at over a period of time and maybe within five years you reach those goals. But if you don't have them, you're just going to sometimes feel like you're treading water. I know for me personally at the moment during lockdown and stage four in Melbourne, my goal is as simple as as soon as we get locked down, I can go down to my family beach house, that I can just get out of Melbourne and just sit on the deck and just, you know, go for a walk on the beach. That is my one goal to get me out of lockdown. After that, my husband and I also want to take a trip into regional Victoria, but that's just our very short term. That's my goal and that's my dream just that's getting me through the next few weeks. We do have bigger dreams um, about what we want to do career-wise and, and things like that, but I think it's really well, like it's really helpful to have that big sky thinking, to dream. You know, what's in the movie of saying dream the impossible dream? Give it a go because, and also if you write something down, you're more likely that you're going to take steps to make it happen and it's making it real. And remember, this podcast is for you and you don't need to show anyone these responses. You can just keep it between you and I or just keep it between you and your notebook. So it's really much those, write down those things. That even if you're on maternity leave going, oh, it'd be really nice when I go back to work, I might be able to afford X or um, we can go on that family holiday or just think about all those things that have been circling around your mind, write them down. So uh, here we are. I've got five things for you to think about around big sky thinking. Number one, I'm most passionate about. Number two, I'm most excited when. Number three, I want to travel to. My dream company is and my role is. And number five, if money was no object, I would be doing what? Now, step five, you can do this, mama. As you consider your return to work, you may feel like you haven't been using certain skills for a while. And a lot of people do experience confidence um, issues when they're returning to work because they feel like so much has changed in maybe the six or 12 months they've had off. There's been new IT systems, reorgs, COVID, who knows what happens. And they may feel like, oh God, I can't do my role anymore. You know, this is terrible. But mama, please rest assured you've got to back yourself and that you can still do that role. But you know what? While you've been on mat leave, you've actually been learning a whole range of new skills. Don't underestimate the skills and experience that you have gained while on parental leave and as a mum raising a little human. Consider this. You've been putting on loads of washing 
before settling bub and then hanging it out to dry while bub is sleeping. Well, fingers crossed they've been sleeping. This is time management. And if you've been reading up on the latest news or trying to Dr. Google on the side while feeding bub, it's multitasking. And don't underestimate yourself. You have been doing the toughest job on the planet and going back to work, trust me, is going to feel like a piece of cake in comparison. Now, when you're talking about strengths and confidence and everything like that, I would strongly suggest that you check out the podcast episodes I've done with Ann Koopman, which was episode number 23, and also episode number 10 with Emma McQueen, where I discuss strengths, confidence, identifying your strengths um, around this topic in so much more detail. And actually, in both of these um, episodes, we also say that as working mums, you've you really can back yourself there's so much that you can do um, and definitely as well with what you're able to manage you are definitely a great asset to any organization as emma says she would rather employ a working mum because she knows that she's going to be get in be productive and get the job done so highly recommend checking out those two podcasts uh, but also here's some questions just that you can run through and just reflect on and number one, describe your current level of confidence. Like, do you think it's a one, a 10? So one being not very confident. Number 10, full of confidence. What would you describe as your top five professional strengths? Number three, what new skills do you believe that you've picked up? Number four, write down two examples of when you felt most confident at work prior to parental leave. And number five, identify three scenarios where you can use your strengths and your new skills in the first few weeks back at work. Because as Emma McQueen actually says in the episode, confidence is like lipstick. You need to keep on reapplying. And it's just like using some of these skills. Yet you may be a little bit rusty at the start, but that's why I also say you should know your strengths and also these um, some of those skills in the first few weeks back at work because that'll give you confidence. And then when you get more and more confidence, you will be like this blooming flower that will just thrive and grow. But it's really helpful by doing this work and really reflecting on what are your strengths? How can you use those when you're first going back to work so then you can uh, really thrive making this transition? Step six, your ideal work arrangements. There are so many different options for flexible work is what I discussed with Vanessa Vanderbeek on episode 18. The perception of flexible work is often that it's only part-time and for women, but as we know through COVID and lockdown, it can be so much more and there's such a variety of different options. To make it work is really important that there is good two-way communication and that the arrangement is beneficial for both parties. Sadly, there are ex examples of when people have organised all their care, all their arrangements around the flexible work options that they, they want to do that only suits them, but they haven't necessarily taken in consideration their employer. So you may need to consider what are the non-negotiable meetings, those days that you do work. So if it's a Monday morning, 9am meeting that you are working, you may need to say dial into that or find a way to work it, but then you may also then leave earlier that day. Think about what does your manager and employer want versus what do you want and try and meet halfway. So there is flexibility, as you know, the name, flexible work. There's flexibility on both parts. 
definitely organizations are a lot more open to this given COVID and lockdown. They've definitely changed perceptions around things, particularly working from home. But it's a really good thing just to understand what do you want and also what do you believe that your employer will want as well. Now, a couple of questions to ask around this one is, number one, are you aware of what your organisation's flexible work policies are? Um, it's really good that you know these so then you understand what wriggle room that you have. Also, number two, what does flexible work mean for you? Because this actually does mean something different for every single person. And there's also the arrangements that you want are going to be slightly different. Number three, why is it that you want to work flexibly? It's just something that just also, you don't even go, why is it I do want this? Because also, as I very frequently say, if you've been listening to the Working Mama podcast for a while, understanding your why is so powerful. And so therefore, understanding why you want to work flexibly, I think also uh, can be quite valuable to you. Number four, what is your ideal flexible work arrangements? And number five, how many days a week do you want to work? And that's then your ideal work arrangements that you're going to start mapping out. Number seven, good news. You can still have a career and be a mum. You can be an amazing mum and have a career. There are so many examples and stories of successful women that have also got successful home lives as well. And working mums are acutely aware of how precious their time is. And as I said earlier, this makes us definitely high productive, high output employees. I now work three days and I think I get more done in three days than what I used to when I worked five, but I sadly only get paid for three. But unfortunately, some organizations believe that mums returning to work need time to ease back into the role and not interested in having a career. I know that I had this assumption put on me. Oh, you've just returned. Would you be able to travel for work? And I know it's going to be hard with your husband. People were making assumptions for me without even discussing it with me and even knowing what my home setup was. I'm very lucky that I have a very supportive husband who has allowed me to travel with work and, and picked up the load. I know this is a different scenario for many different people, but also I am still able to have a career. Uh, and I've also got a very supportive husband and tribe that allows me to do that. But you know what, mama, if you want a career, and I know that's not for everything, that's not for everyone, but you want it, you can definitely get it because it goes back to your goals and your dreams earlier. What are those goals and dreams? And it's about putting those steps in place to help you achieve them. Uh, as I said, I think also that you're in the driver's seat. This is your career. You have so many strengths and also amazing new skills as well. Remember step five, you are awesome. You need to believe in yourself. You can also speak up and you show your interest. You are your best advocate. Um, I think as one of my managers once said to me, like you're in the driver's seat for your career. If you don't speak up, no one's going to give you that opportunity unless you let them know. So mama, you have the opportunity, uh, even in return to work, maybe you negotiate a new role or a new interest of saying, look, this is what I would like if something ever comes up. Um, but you definitely don't think that just because you've got kids, your career's over. You can definitely uh, thrive and grow from it. And there's lots of examples um, of women that are continuing to grow their careers. Um, you may not believe it, but I know the CEO of Country Road, she's a working mum. Yes, so she would have climbed up through the ranks 
Do you name an industry, there would be someone that you can say that does it. I know a number of female CEOs, both in private business and listed on the Australian Stock Exchange, they've got it. So, and they've also got kids. So just think you can do it. There are thousands of men that are out there that have got successful careers and got families. So I always say if the men have got it, why not us as well? So here's some questions for you to consider and think about. Number one, do you feel that you have still professional currency in your field of expertise? If yes, what do you believe your areas of you know, expertise are in your highest currency? If not, what do you think has then contributed to these feelings? Have your career goals changed? If so, how? What are your career goals in the next two to three years? And number five, what are three things that you can do to start making these a reality? Now, step eight, managing the transition with your employer. A key element in returning to work is planning your return and having good communication with your employer. It's a transition phase for you, your child or children, and in your employer, as what I've previously spoken about a couple of times. You'll go through a variety of emotions as you prepare to leave your child or children with someone else and re-enter that different world of work. Remember, these emotions are all okay and all mums go through this. During your parental leave, you're entitled to 10 keeping in touch days as agreed with your employer. And this is an Australian government program. This is where you can go into work for a day and meet with your manager, team, colleagues to get an update on the latest of what's going on or a conference or a team meeting or anything else like that. It's a really good way to maintain communication with the organization and keeping up to date with any changes and mentally preparing yourself for your return. So it's less daunting. It's always good to map it out before you go on parental leave. Uh, so I actually did an episode 24 about planning a parental leave. So just something if you're in those stages to consider. Definitely as well about planning a return, plan this a couple of months out, um, I'd say two to three, and this allows your employer to be prepared, also allows you to manage the care arrangements with your child because it also allows maybe a month beforehand for that childcare transition. And I'd also say as you're making that childcare transition, if that's something that you are doing or whatever care arrangements you have, allowing you then time to emotionally prepare for your return. And some things to also consider here is, number one, what are the things that are going to help make the transition back to work easier? You know, say for example, like is it childcare, transition, flexible work, having the support of family and friends and your tribe? Number two, outline any known barriers or hurdles that may come up in your return, such as, you know, potential restructures, COVID impacts, new manager, new company owner, there could be a multitude of different potential barriers in the, as part of your return. Number three, how would you like your employer to support you in the transition? Think about what you would like. Is it that you may want to ease back in? So slowly build up maybe from one day to three days to five days, if that's something you were doing. Is it around communication, um, employer keeping you up in the up to date, IT changes, uh, logging into email. Yeah, the employer could be forwarding you certain emails that may be company around from the company. Just think about how you want to be supported. And if you've been on maternity leave before, but returning maybe for a second or third time, think about what worked last time and what you would change. Number four, 
what is your return to work transition schedule? And now start mapping this out, thinking about the key dates, meetings with your employer, have you used your keeping in touch days, childcare transition, even dry run throughs. Just think about how that return to work is then going to happen. It's probably easier both for you, Bub, and also for your partner that there is a bit of a transition. Everyone's aware of the schedule. So it's not just so cold turkey on one day. And I know like I will refer to childcare because I do use childcare myself, but I also use grandparents um, for uh, care arrangements. So we've got a mixed care set up. And I do know definitely with childcare, probably took us about four to six weeks to actually manage that transition with my son. And I'm really glad that I did have a transition plan for him because it made my return to work so much easier because I knew that he was okay. If we'd done cold turkey day one, it would have been a nightmare because he wasn't used to it. And he was used to me, his mum, the centre of his world for the last 10 months. And lastly, number five, what have been the biggest changes you're aware of in your industry and or organisation about your return to work? And just understanding what these are. And you might go, oh, yeah, there's more that's actually happened. Or also allows you to go, there's not much that's changed. I should be fine. This will be a walk in the park. But just really reflect on what it is. And as I said throughout this whole podcast, it's very much about reflection and you reflecting on where you are and the transition that you're going through. Now, step nine, managing the juggle. As we know, going back to work may add new layers of complexity around meal planning, household chores, spending time with your child, your partner, family, friends, and of course, yourself. Being aware of what your key priorities and having a plan to manage these will help your household run a little more smoothly. And it's really good as well to actually, as always, what I've been saying, there's a real theme coming up through this, isn't there? That you've got a plan. You've also thought about the different elements and that how you're going to overcome these. I do have a podcast around 10 strategies to managing the juggle. And I've also got a download that's available on the website that may uh, be interested in. So I'll add those into the show notes that, you know, 10 strategies to really that I've got from uh, a lot of the working mama stories um, that we've put out. So think about that. But when you're thinking about going back, here are some things to consider. Number one, what are some of the concerns that you've got around having a career and family? Highlighting these, addressing them, writing them down. Now, number five, listing out your key household tasks. This goes into a whole other episode around the mental load. And I've, got, I've done an episode with Dr. Robin Miller on this topic. Um, think about what you're doing, what your partner's doing. Is it even? You may have been picking up more of the load while you're on mat leaf, but going back, you can't necessarily keep holding these on. Try and divvy it up um, and really share those tasks. And also think about what you can outsource. I highly recommend get a cleaner. It is like, it is a little bit extra money, but knowing that your house is going to get clean, say every week, every fortnight is by far such a stress relief. And I'm saying that from personal experience. So if you can't afford it, get a cleaner. Number three, list the people in your tribe and the different roles they're going to help you with. So they may have your support role. So for me personally, I've got a really close friend that I will often message and we'll have a chat and stuff. I've also got my mother's group there in my tribe of more my support network of, you know, more of my emotional support as long as well as my husband. I've got my care with my grandparent, with my son's grandparents on both sides. I've also got childcare. 
And I know that I've also then got some other friends and family if we need to help out. But I know who's in my tribe and what role they've got. Also, number five, listing meal ideas that are good for the freezer. Um, so you've got meals on hand. Definitely batch cooking a little bit before you go back to work will save you some time and also alleviate some of the stresses. Because um, those first couple of weeks can be pretty full on as you're doing childcare drop-off you know, and pickups between you and your husband, hopefully, um, if you're sharing that um, between the two of you. And those nights can just be fully, like, just crazy. Um, I know childcare, like the days that I work are just mental. So you want to have meals that are going to be quick and easy. Um, you're not stressing out too much. You can also, kids will be tired too, then you can bath them and get them off to bed really quick. And also, if it helps, draw up a schedule and outline the care arrangements for children about who's doing drop-off pickup. Uh, and definitely as well, make sure that you're communicating with your partner. And so you really are trying to share the load on this and that you really can have um, both of you that role to play um, in your child or your children's life. So as I said, I've done the podcast episode on 10 strategies to help you manage the juggle and highly recommend you listening to that one. And um, step 10, Mama, is probably the most important part is on self-care. In becoming a mum, you naturally put your family ahead of yourself. There's no such thing as sick days for mums, but it is really important that you recharge regularly. Say regularly, you can't pour from an empty cup. So you need to help yourself mentally, physically, and emotionally. Everyone has a different view on what this looks like. And for some, it could be a massage. Others can be exercise, can be meditation, hanging out with your friends, family, the list is completely endless, but the most important thing is, is that you are doing something for you. You, numero uno, mama, and you do this on a regular basis. So as part of going back to work, you may feel that you've got less time and that also you do want to spend more time with your children because you are at work, but mama, it's really important that you get some time for you. So before you go back to work, ask yourself, what are your favorite ways to fill your cup and have you time? You need to maybe list out the five or 10 favorite things that you like to do. I know that I love going out for brunch, catching up with the girls, going to the movie with my husband, a bit of date night and things like that. This is also post COVID, but it's one of those things that I can, you fill your cup. Some people want to do it with others. Some people need time on their own. It is entirely different for everyone. But it's really important that you also write down what are those things that you love to do. And the last question here is how do you plan on doing these when you go back to work? What support or time do you need to make them happen? Don't get guilty on taking that half an hour run or that one hour exercise is like what we're allowed in Melbourne at the moment because it's important that you fill your cup and that you do something for you. So mama, there we are. We have 10 steps about helping you transition from parental leave to payday. So just to recap, we have step number one is reflection. Step two, consider what your priorities are. Step three, consider your feelings. Step four, your big sky thinking. Dream big, mama. Step five, you can do this. And it's really around your strengths and confidence. Step six, what are your ideal work arrangements? Step seven, you can still have a career and be a mum. 
break that glass ceiling because you can do it, mama. Step eight, managing the transition with your employer. Step nine, managing the juggle. Step 10, self-care. And I would actually just say here, at the end of this podcast episode, I realized there's probably a step 11 of getting your work wardrobe and things like that back together. But I would actually just say that that's probably more of a, a tip about returning to work. And I'll do a, a tips returning to work uh, coming up. But this is today being aimed to help you really mentally transition from maternity leave and going back to work. Because um, I think there's a big emotional part that sometimes we don't always consider. And if we stop, reflect and really think about how we're feeling, maybe why we're feeling that way, and also what we can do about managing those experiences and managing those feelings can really help enable that return to work. So know your why, mama. Do what's best for you and your family and your children and stay in your lane because then other and you'll then succeed no matter what because you're living the life that you want to lead and don't let anyone else tell you otherwise so mama i hope you've enjoyed this episode of the working mama podcast on 10 steps to help you return to work from parental leave to payday so have a great day good luck in the transition and i'd love to hear how you go and don't forget to sign up to the the wait list of the course and also download the ebook that also supports this episode. Have a fantastic day and speak to you again soon. Cheers. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Working Mama podcast. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or your favorite podcast catch up. I invite you also to join the Working Mama community on Facebook and join in the conversation with other like-minded working mums. Please also feel free to contact me on any of the Working Mama social channels. Remember, Mama is M-U-M-M-A or website www.workingmama.com.au. I would appreciate you to share this podcast with friends and colleagues, especially those that are parents managing the juggle. And I would really appreciate if you had to take the time out to leave a review of the podcast. I'll be giving a shout out to select people that do so. So stay listening and you might be one of them. Thank you and see you next time. Have a great week.